Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. G'day all, welcome into the afternoons, uh, good to be back on deck, big thanks to Sammy for covering me at short notice last week, but we're back and uh, things have changed, I'm just sitting in here and I've just seen two big quantities of food delivered into Captain K and Sam, nothing for me, I, well, guess I can't eat, I have to talk. Well no, we, um, we asked them to get us something, but did you want something as well, did you? Where did you get it from? Uh, it's a bit of a Hello Mister number. Hello, Hello, Mister. Oh, I never yeah, heard of that. And um, it's a bit of pho. Oh, PHO. Mm. Vietnamese. Chopsticks. chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to save you some, mate? No. Probably is keto friendly. Probably is. Probably is. Well, we are going to attack it today. We're going to attack and we're going to pick the top off the scab and just try and get into what's happening refereeing NRL. Bias. Subconscious bias, unconscious bias, conscious bias, what is it? It's been around for a long, long time. And as I just mentioned to Smithy, I think it's reared its head more so this season. Because in the past seasons when we've said we haven't had the rub of the green, we actually haven't had a very good team to back it up. And it hasn't really cost us games. We've got a good team now. And the opportunity to compete evenly seems to be taken away from underneath us. And it's always been the fans talking. And I want to talk today. I want you to call me on 0800 150 I want you to help me develop my question lines for Jason Paris, who's the CEO of One New Zealand, who may regret some of the emotion that he put when he was tweeting. But he's just saying what we've all been saying a long, long time. The fact that he's a CEO of one of the biggest companies in New Zealand, the fact he's a CEO of a company that is in opposition to Telstra, and it's the Telstra Premiership. <laughs> some people have used that. But the fact that he is... So passionate. It would have been easy for that big corporate to walk away from the Warriors during COVID, but I've always applauded Vodafone, now One New Zealand, for sticking by because without them, we probably wouldn't have the Warriors. And without Mark Robinson, we probably wouldn't have a Warriors team. So um, that's probably a different issue. But he popped his head up and he said what we've all been thinking for a long time. 
I noticed on our news it was about maybe the officials are betting on the Warriors to lose. That's why they get the calls. That was an emotive statement. That wasn't a factual statement. But I know where he comes from. We say things we don't always mean to. Um, I swore on the netball commentary yesterday. I didn't mean to. It wasn't planned. But it happened. So let me hear from you. What have you seen? What have you witnessed? Sammy Hewitt's just saying that Latrell Mitchell, the, the rock stars, get away with stuff. Even a rock star in the Warriors gets away with nothing. Is it subconscious? Give me some examples that I can chuck at these people that we're going to catch up with as well. So, Jason Paris, just after 1.30. Kevin Campion. Oh, I love talking to Campo. I'm sure he'll come out swinging as well. Did he notice it? Because he played for the Broncos. And I think he played for St George or someone like that as well. Uh, played for a Gold Coast team too, I think. But he played for the Warriors. Did he notice? You can see uh, Josh Curran. You can see he's he said to the referees on more than two occasions, this always happens to us. I don't hear any players from any other team saying, this always happens to us. It's only Warriors players. Now, we've been accused across the Tasman for a long, long time that we're whiners, we're whingers, and we're one-eyed. That changed this weekend. I followed a lot of the social media, which is where... The discussions are held these days and a lot of Aussie NRL fans, not Warriors fans, are now siding with the Warriors fans saying, yeah, you guys don't get a fair cut. So also we're going to talk to Nisbo about Super Rugby. That'll be about 2.30 and Ray Davies, hopefully uh, the coach of Sale GP, but we will cover Sale GP at three o'clock. Might slot in a bit of netball as well <clears throat> but it's going to be dictated by you 0800 150 811 it's Warriors Frustration talk back give us a yell well listen Buster you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness yeah! righto Let's get this ball rolling. We're going to North and talking to Paul. G'day, Paul. Hey, Steffi. Thanks for the opportunity, mate. Good as gold. Yeah, before I start, I, I, just on, uh, I think we've got to be real careful as far as uh, high-profile uh, figures in, in the game, whether they're sponsors or whatever, coming out and criticising referees and this sort of accusation, I think, um, really, really is harmful to the, the... can be harmful to the referees at that are out there riffing, you know, week in and week out in the grassroots as well, because people do take that sort of feedback and, mm. you know, that, that it kind of can impact uh, people's sort of, um, you know, attitudes towards referees, whether it's kids 40 or whatever. So probably the wrong thing to say. Well, it was the wrong thing to say, accusing him of cheating, but yes. I can see how it's come out of frustration for him. And he's, he's a fan like a lot of us. So um, he has apologised for the cheating um, comment, but uh, he hasn't apologised for the young, for the bias that seems to be, you know, rampant. What has been? Yeah, I, I think if there's a good thing that's going to come out of it, the NRL said they're going to investigate um, Jason Paris's words, and I say good because it will create a conversation that we've been dying to have with official And He didn't point his finger at a referee. He just said the officiating, the bunker, the NRL as a whole. And, and I'm 100% on board with you. Don't attack individual referees. But it's something that has to be investigated and and have a look yeah. at it. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, 
I know people can say, you know, Warriors fans are whinging, but the, the facts and the stats don't lie, you know, and, and, and it just goes back years ago. I remember when Matthew Ridge basically went up to a referee, tapped him on the shoulder and and questioned the call, and he got, I think he got four or five weeks for that. Yeah, putting his hand on him. Putting his hand, I mean, and, and there's just so, I guess we just want, we want consistency and we want them to be accountable. It's, it's no good every, I remember the last few years, the NRL's boss comes out and he just every week apologises. Oh, we're very sorry we made a mistake. It's just not good enough anymore. And if it takes this guy to come out and really expose something, um, well, good on him, man. Yeah, he's the catalyst for the discussion that we've been wanting for yeah. a long, long time. I mean, the, the, the inconsistencies, you know, aside for Solomone, he constantly raises his arm when he goes to tackle, striking the head. He constantly, he's done, he's done three or four head slams that I can remember. Nothing. There are protected players in the game. Yep. And there's no doubt about it, they're protected. You know, the, the, the likes of the superstars, they're, they're a protected species. And then we have a pathetic incident where uh, the young debutant walks up to uh, Cleary. It wasn't a striking punch. It was basically grabbing him. It looked like a strike, but he gets sent off, please. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a stat in the weekend, and I did no research to quantify it, but it wouldn't surprise me. They said in the last, it was either three or four years, there's been 12 Sinbins of Warriors that have gone to the judiciary, no further action required. Um, Like, probably wasn't a Sinbin. Um, No other club will have a record like that. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And people will say, well, the best thing we can do is win on the field. But it's hard to win on the field when you're getting these sort of calls Constantly, constantly against you. It, 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 it's hard. You know, we, we're there or thereabouts, and if it comes down to referees' decisions, keeping us out of the out of the gate, mm. it's just it's disgusting, mate. Good stuff, Paul. Yeah. Thanks for the call, buddy. Thank you. Cheers, mate. And it's when you think of when a player sinbinned, you're losing ten percent of your artillery when someone's sitting down for ten minutes, and it happened twice. It happened twice to us. It's such a momentum killer. I know if we score points and do all that sort of stuff, um, all of this will go away. But, man, it's hard with these momentum shifters. Um, let's go to Leroy Gisborne. G'day, Leroy. Hey, afternoon, Steph. Hey, um, you know, I still give for the Warriors. You know, they hang in there, hang in there. Even with 12 players, um, they don't give up. So, you know, that's a good thing for us. But, uh, for the referee, you know, good for that um, CEO to come out too. You know, I applaud him to do that. Mm. You got to have some, you know, cool hands to do something like that, eh? you know, stuff. So, like you said, you know, a lot of us have been saying things like that for years and years. So, but no one listens. Someone... No one listens to us now. They're listening. No, yeah, that's right. And just uh, you know, when Dylan got that hit, yep. Um, no one got sinbin, right? They left him on, and then next minute they're taking him off for um, a head thingy. Yeah, I know. Assessment. I know. It's you know they they straight away he should have been um, in the sin bin straight away. Hmm. Clint Gutherson, he just went to go and pull walk, um, their winger back uh, on his head or something, and then he went in the sin bin just for that. I know. Nothing to do with his head. <laughs> yeah, Tor- <laughs> Torhu Harris got hit high. They replayed it. We all saw him get hit in the head. I'm sitting there. There goes ten. Yeah. Play on. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you can see that we're not getting a fair deal, really. Mm. But I don't want to, you know, I'm a Warrior supporter, but I don't want to be whinging all the time. But 
Yeah. You just can't help it. Yeah. We used to do that when we were playing for Ngati Pro East Coast back in the day, you know, <laughs> we were going against us so much. And, you know, you just, yeah, the mm. crowd was just getting frustrated on the sideline and the cause never came our way. So that, that's it, I but, can understand. <laughs> but the good news, Leroy, is uh, you won Sammy's sweepstake last week, he's just told me. You picked West to win by two and Dave yeah, Nofaluma to score yeah. a try. You're the winner. Yeah, number yeah, two points, my two points. And I was hoping they'll miss that goal right at the end, too. <laughs> I, I was hoping that he wouldn't get the conversion on the corner. Yeah. And then they held out um, Revelawa right at the end. I was thinking, oh, man. I'm sure I won it. <laughs> I'll soon find out. You, you won it. You stay, on, you stay online. I'll get Captain K to have a quick chat to you and uh, get okay. your details, and we'll sort that out. Good on you, Leroy. Cool. Thank you, Zeph. Yeah, good one. Cheers, buddy. You too. Lee from Gisborne winning the sweepstake. West by two and Dave Nofaluma to score a try. Nofaluma was the guy that was loaned out to Souths last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. When we had um, oh, Melbourne, sorry, Melbourne. Uh, let's go to Gareth in Christchurch. G'day, Gareth. Hey, Steffi. How you going, mate? Good, good thanks, Gareth. Yeah, tough, tough old watch. I was actually um, having a team bonding session with my uh, Masters indoor cricket team all around at one person's place and we're all Warriors fans and before the game started, we were we were hoping it wouldn't be the case, but it's just the same old rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, it's just such a shame, you know. It's 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 taking away this whole country as a spectacle of the NRL. Like um, someone's texted, and I'll read the full text later, saying, "I don't mind the referee making the odd mistake, but the bunker, the bunker, who have time clocks off, couple of replays, and they still get it wrong." Yeah, it's just. It's just the consistency. I mean, it's not even week to week. It's game to game or minute to minute. You know, like you said, there are a couple of times, a couple of swinging arms where contact was made with the head on, on our players. And, you know, for God's sake, if that, if that touch on Nathan Cleary is enough to put someone in the bin, then those swinging arms that are making contact um, with the head should be the same. But but this has gone on for years. I remember, um, I'm, I'm a Queensland supporter too, but I remember years ago, the NRL just make and change the rules as they please. I think it was Jared Hayne head-butted Billy Slater the week before a State of Origin match. And they'd already come out with um, legislation. Any sort of headbutting and striking was an automatic one or two week suspension. Well, of course, they just changed the rules to suit themselves. And there he was in, in their marquee showpiece fronting up the next week. I mean, it's no different to the Kiwis who, who have constantly been, um, you know, held to the highest account and suspended for, for international matches or, or if they're playing for their Australian teams. They always seem to, to get punished and miss out in these big games. But when it comes to their big mm. high-profile players, mm. they find some sort of hole or some, you know, some, some hotshot lure seems to get them off. It just seems um, seems pretty corrupt and pretty disappointing, to be honest. I love the game, but you get pretty frustrated when you just feel like you're always getting shafted. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I always watch Origin, and I think of Nathan Cleary, Latrell Mitchell, James Tedesco, they're, they're absolute rock stars, do a massive coat hanger the week before Origin. They'll just get a fine. They won't get stood down. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like I said, it's a showpiece event and they, you know, they, they just bend the rules to, to suit themselves, really. So, I mean, the game's such a great sport to watch and, and you know, there's so many loyal Warriors fans. God, you have to be to, to put up with some of the nonsense they have to put up with. But, yeah, just give us a fair go and, um, you know, and the competition's not going to be any worse for it. I can't understand the thinking of, you know, whether it is biased or unbiased. I don't know. It just seems to happen all the time. It's hard to think that there's not some sort of corruption or some sort of um, something that's in the back of their minds that just 
you know, seems to come come into play all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And you know, we we're left like we're left to come up with some fairly extreme views. Like some of the stuff I read was, you know, the Panthers had lost two in a row. They're the defending premiers. They can't lose three in a row, so they've manufactured it. I don't think they've gone that far, but I think there is a subconscious thing. There is there is something there. Um, and I, I want someone to come out statistically, and there, and there'll be train spotters out there, and I love the train spotters who will come out statistically with examples, real life examples of that happened. He got sinbinned, then the other guy he did it, he didn't. Um, that's that's what we need, black and white. Yeah, well, there were a couple like that just on the game, like I said in the weekend. So there never there never does seem to be consistency. But I mean, even with Andrew Webster, the fact that he hasn't been um, nutting out in the press conferences, I sort of thought is a good thing because it does come across as sort of whinging and you don't want to be making the, the referees the reason why you lose games. But you could see he was pretty frustrated after that game. And um, I think if he if he wanted to speak honestly, like you said, he'd put the hat around and, and people could pay his fine. I think he'd he'd tell them exactly what they thought. But, um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. So hopefully um, hopefully it's not the same against the Bulldogs this week. God, win against the Bulldogs, have a bye, and we can all relax for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos, I think, the week before um, Origin, so they'll have all their Origin um, players out too. So that could be uh, that could be a potential another two points too. But uh, unless the um, you know the NRL find a way to, to bring in some um, Broncos players back, or I'm sure they'll have something up their sleeve to um, you know to, to get one over the Warriors. Yeah, true, true. All right, buddy. Thanks, Gareth. Always good chatting. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. I uh, just got a text here, Staffy. That stat you refer to around the Sinbin judiciary is BS. Neil Corey and Walker both got binned in April and subsequently charged by the judiciary. Ford got binned on Saturday and has been charged too. I'm not saying every single Sinbinning, but in the last three or four years, there's been 13 or 14. Wasn't my stat. Wasn't my stat at all. But someone had done the homework and I didn't fact check them or anything just something I threw out there we'll take a break I want to hear from you though good calls to kick us off 0800 150 811 lines are free give us a yell um, Sammy I'm going to bring you in here um, feel free to call us folks 0800 150 811 you're a passionate Warriors supporter. Um, you're a somewhat neutral commentator in their games. You think so? Is it hard to hold your tongue? Well, it is when you're sitting alongside Kempi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Kempi actually gives me stick about it because he's like, mate, you, you can't be... And I was like, Kempi, we're doing this for Warriors fans, like with the calls going to New Zealand fans, so I'm happy to be as biased as I can. Um, look... Like pretty much the same conversation as we had last week, Steph, where I don't think there's a conspiracy from the NRL handed down to the referees to stop the Warriors from playing. However, I do buy into two two elements. The first one from Bill Harrigan, where um, naturally teams, uh, sorry, referees unconsciously favour good teams because they think to themselves, this team's the best team in the comp. They've got to be good at you know ruck and ruck and discipline and all this sort of stuff, so they don't penalise them as much. Whereas bad teams, they're like, well, this team's not very good. And I think that's exacerbated with the Warriors because we've been bad, like you said, for ten years. We've had bad teams. That's easier to say that oh well, because they're, they're bad because they're they're penalising, they're ruck infringing, etc. Um, I mean, look, there was some ferocious calls and. Do you know what, Steph? The the, the hip drop and the, the, the one from Sifakula, 
when you see them on their own, they're actually not bad calls. I don't think those are bad calls. What is the most frustrating thing, what really grinds people gears, is not only the calls that got missed, like the Moses Leota high shot on Tohu Harris, we've got a bunker. Remember they made the bunker to remove the TMO from being at the ground? That's mm. why they set up the bunker. Mm. They said, we want a neutral position. They're not at the ground. They're just in a studio watching the TVs. How they couldn't remove emotion from it and see blatantly that it was a head high is beyond me. But then there was another hip drop tackle in that game from one of the Panthers players on Tom Arley, didn't get picked up. And then you go to some of the other games where Latrell Mitchell literally put his, you know, threw his hand out at Harry Grant twice and it was play the ball, play on. You've got Jared Warrior Hargreaves who is on the microphone in front of the ref saying, I'll crack him, oh, give me a shot, I'll crack him. Yet somehow Sifakula putting a little bit of a push on Nathan Clearishin is a sin bin 10 minutes in the bin. Now, there's a few people texting here. Ken's one of them who says, you know, you just got to win. You got to flag the referees. You got to win games. Um, and I, I get that. We we were not good enough to beat Penrith in my mind. We we I, certainly in the attacking third, we didn't have enough. It was a similar to the Roosters, right? However, do not underestimate what a player going to. And this Kempi told me this. Don't underestimate a player going to the bin. What that does to a team. Not not because you're behind by a man. And the first time we didn't even. We, I think we gave up the two points from the penalty kick, and that was it. We didn't actually give up points. But it's actually the mental thing of knowing that you're down a man, you've got to work harder, you've got to grind harder, and that affects you at the tail end of the game. So you might not see the Simbin effect in the 10 minutes, but when we are gassed at the 70-minute mark... And, and we've lost three to injury. And we've lost a couple of injury, and then Pandreth go and score a try in the last sort of 10 minutes or whatever... That's the impact, I think, of the Sinbin later on. So, But yeah, it, it's the it's the mere inconsistency that really frustrates Warriors fans. And it is easy to to think that we've got a target on our back because of the fact that we are losing these games. If we were winning staff, I don't think we'd complain as much. But it's, it's hard to watch. Definitely a hard watch. And I'm glad that the NRL hopefully is going to look into it. Mm. Not hopeful with the outcome, but hopefully they'll look into it. Yeah, yeah, I am the same. I am definitely the same. <clears throat> Consistency. What did Ken say? I like Ken's texts. Staffy, you can't tell me that all the refs are against the Warriors. It's just a load of rubbish. What the next? What's the next excuse, Warriors? Just start winning and it will go away. God damn, the Dragons are hard to watch. Damn refs. I think Sam just explained that. Um, consistency isn't there, particularly in Warriors games. We saw it in Melbourne as well. Um, there was a high shot, no call. The guy that did the high shot scored a try. High shot by the Warriors, it's called, penalised, bins, all that sort of thing. Let's go to Jono. G'day, Jono. Staffy, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Jono. Hey, I think, um, you know, one of the calls that really summed it up for me was um, AFB being penalised for that shoulder charge. It was late in the game uh, in front of the post against Penrith. And he was coming in, he had his arms up. Yeah, it hit the shoulder, but his arm was up. He was trying to mount contact. Not much in it, but, you know, got a penalty. And I compare that to the week prior against the Roosters player um, who put that massive shoulder charge on. There was no arm up there making contact, high contact, and not even a penalty. And then he goes and scores the winning try yet six plays later. Mm. So I think it's just the consistency in game, but then game after game after game. You've just called it there. You said the Melbourne game, there was five or six calls that went against us on that five or six calls that went against us last week against the Roosters and then, you know, quite a few again this weekend. So, um, no, it's all good to have um, Paris call it out. I'm looking forward, if there will be any commentary from the Australian pundits um, on their talk shows this week to see to see what they make of it because, you know, something needs to be done uh, to, to hold them to account to have consistency because it's just not fair for us fans. 
The great thing is, uh, with Jason Paris's tweet, was Buzz Rothfield, who's on NRL 360, uh, he quote tweeted it. So it's hit his radar, which I am stoked about, because they never talk about this on NRL 360, which is a wonderful show. Um, so I'm looking forward that it's very much in the journalist's psyche over there now. So I'm looking forward to seeing what their reactions are. Yeah, my concern on that, though, is that they're going to talk about, you know, um, whether it's appropriate or not to have a crack rather than actually looking at the specific incidents in the game. Yeah, and therefore it's a, yeah. You know, so they don't talk about what Jason, the, the issue he's highlighting, they talk about the actions of which he's taken to highlight it. And I think that that's where the issue potentially could be raised. But I, I want them to focus on the specific incidents and the, and, the, and the standard of refereeing just not being good enough. Yeah, the content of his tweet... Not the fact that he tweeted it. That's what we want. Yeah, good stuff. Jono, appreciate your call, buddy. Correct. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. There's Jono. Uh, we'll take a break for new sport and weather. Bruce from Auckland is next. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Sean is saying uh, Buzz might bring it up on 360 tonight. Uh, I, I watch 360 every night, uh, every every show. Love it. Uh, looking forward to this. Uh, who did I say was next? Bruce from Auckland. G'day, Bruce. Yeah, g'day, mate. Hey, um, um, I haven't, I didn't see the game or anything like that. But one thing I would say is that you're never ever going to get consistency, and like. I'm a, I am don't follow league, but I follow rugby. Mm. But you have this exactly the same comments in rugby about, you know, all we want is consistency, yep. and one ref says this and one ref says that. Whenever you've got different people involved in different circumstances and all those sorts of things, you're always going to get inconsistency. It's unrealistic to expect that every time, every decision is exactly the same. Like you know, there's a human element to all this. Yeah, I don't and, think I don't um, think people but, are saying that they expect every single decision to be exactly right. But you know, there's the talk about the fifty-fifty calls don't go the Warriors' way. I think it's eighty-twenty when the Warriors are involved in a fifty-fifty, and it just seems to be. And I've tried to be as impartial. Like, yes, I do support the Warriors, but I don't see the glaring differences within one game between two teams where the rubber of the green goes to one team and not the other. I don't mind calls being made wrong. I don't mind the odd error. But week after week, we talked about it with Roosters, we talked about it with Storm, now we're talking about it from, from the Panthers. And, you know, we'll, we'll thrash it out. And I do appreciate your standpoint, Bruce, that I don't think every refereeing decision is going to be right. And that's that'll never happen. No. It happens in cricket, happens in everything. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But, I mean, I would say that really, like... Yeah, I mean, I don't follow the Warriors. Like, I'm not a Warriors supporter at all. Um, but to me, it just comes across as being um, like the team isn't good enough and it's just sour grapes. Yeah, the team the team is good enough at the moment and they're being uh, un- unfairly or inequitably treated, I feel. they are. I think in the past, we've talked about it in the past, but we haven't had a team good enough to win the games anyway. This year, we have got a team 
good enough to win the games. And it seems, mate, I'm pleased for you that you don't follow the Warriors because you're not aging a year every weekend like the rest of us. <laughs> but if well, you no, well, hang on a minute, I'm a Blues supporter, mate. Oh, okay. Well, you're aging well, a year with him. them. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, Bruce. Great chat. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, mate. Um, Next up, we go to Joey. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Uh, Welcome back, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, Look, look, they are are getting gutted. You know, as you know, I'm a Brisbane supporter and and, and sort of Warriors, being an Aucklander and a Kiwi Warriors on my second side, and they are getting gutted, mate. You know, the the inconsistency is bad in the sense that... um, the hip flop, for instance, you know, the guy's never going to pull away from a guy tackling him from behind. I believe if the guy if the guy goes off the field, the guy that gets hurt goes off the field, well, then you get 10 in the bin. But tackling him from behind and pulling him down, all he's doing is pulling them down. That should not be... That should be... Okay, if you're going to give it a penalty, that's fine. And that should be it. Now, the other thing, too, Staff, is Toru Harris got clearly hit in the head. Yep. Clearly hit in the head. And the referee goes, oh, no, no, well, that's, we've, we've looked at that, and that's it's play on. Now, he's hearing that from the bunker, and I think what, and, and they, they're saying it on, they've said it for a year or so, too. The bunker's got too much to say. I know the bunker has to have a look at it, but that was clearly hitting, he, he was hitting the head. There's no two ways about it. So, you know, and then, and then the other issue that I, I, I had on Saturday night was when, when um, they, the, uh, what's name lost the ball, from the tackle of um, um, uh, the halfback. And um, the, the guy came in, and he came in. He didn't have his fist. He just came in and grabbed him. And, okay, he, he pushed him and, and, and pushed his head, you know. And, and, and Nathan Cleary, you know, he was all right. as good as gone. And then he gets sent to the bin. Now, that's, that's at a stage where the game is, is, could go either way. And that's the calls that are, the Warriors are having, which I, I think are, are bad. The same in the Roosters game when the guy scored. He shouldn't have been on the paddock because that was definitely a shoulder charge. And then five minutes, two minutes later, three minutes later, he scores. Well, that is a difference. The same as when the guy got sent to the bin. Then, you know, four minutes later, five minutes later, the, the, um, the Penrith score. And that's just changing the game. And it's so hard when you're out there. I mean, I've played league. When you're out there playing and you lose a player, you, the, your um, offside is dead right. Sam's dead right. When, when you, it's not so much when you lose the player in the 10 minutes. It's actually further down the track in the game that, 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 that everyone gets fatigued. And they are getting bad calls. Oh, and I think it's, it's sad. I mean, you know, and as from Brisbane, I mean, you know, we had an away game on the weekend. I mean, that was tough for us, as you know. <laughs> away game at, 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 at Suncourt Stadium. That was really tough. I mean... You know, and we got hold, we go home against Manly, so that's good, mate. Mm. What do you think about that? <sighs> a little bit of vomit in the back of my throat there, uh, Joey. <laughs> All the Queensland teams won in Queensland. What a surprise! Yes, I know. Yeah, and they're fantastic. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, especially for my side. But as I say, we we played away. You know, mm. well, that was a good effort to win away. Mm. Well done, Joey, and anyway, your team. You have a Cheers, bud. Thank you, mate. Joey from Auckland there. Uh, we go to Jai. Uh, sorry, it's Joe from Waiuru. That's my petrol stop, my Auckland to Wellington drive. Always stop at the shell, uh, the Z in Waiuru as well. G'day, Joe. Hey, mate. Yeah, I've just I just stopped there too, buddy. Um, yeah, I'm just calling up too. First time caller. 
Oh, this just ferocious cause I've been I've been watching it, mate. And as as poor Warriors fan, I just want to see like what have what what if we got someone like Gus Guild or Wayne Bennett as a coach? I, I like this Webster; he's a good coach. But what if we got someone like with good talk in, in the game? Would that help help the Warriors? You reckon? Yeah, because then the judiciary and the NRL will be too scared to go against Phil Gilbert and Wayne Bennett that, or that, Craig Bellamy. Exactly right. That's it. They wouldn't want like look at the look at the World Cup when Bennett came over. We won. You know, they, they actually the judiciary actually played played their part because they were too scared to go up against those guys. And um, I just think if we had someone, oh, I like this guy Webster. He he's brought this this team above and like I'm a loyal supporter. And just sometimes, man, you just don't even want to go spend the spend money on the tickets because you know what what you're going to get but um other than that and and the guy that was talking about the um rugby the referees they were they were different nationalities they're south africans they're new zealanders they're not all just aussies and it's not biased like if what if we had a couple of new zealand refs in there wouldn't that help us out a little bit surely well we don't want to we don't want to you know, two wrongs won't make a right. And by putting New Zealand refs in there to write a listing ship, I, I don't think but, we you know, want that. Just, just have to have like one ref on each side of New Zealand, you because, know, oh my God, some of these calls, man, and they, they just don't wink and they don't even bat an eyelid oh, no. when they're making some of these calls. Mm. Hey, Joe, really appreciate you calling up for the first time, buddy. Thank, don't be a stranger. Thank you very much, my friend. You have a great day. Cheers, buddy. Uh, we've got two minutes left before a break. Dean. Dino. You there, Gotcha. How you on? Good, good. Geez, I, I think I ran the wrong channel, mate. I wanted to talk about the rugby union. Do I ring after lunch or something? Well, it's after lunch. Well, it's sort of in lunch now. We have got rugby coming yeah, up at uh, 2, 2.30, something like that. Because yeah, of the league thing, I didn't I didn't watch it. But at the end of the day, we're playing in an Australian competition. And ever since the Warriors have been in it, we've been on the bum side of the ref call. So it's just, basically is what it is. Just get on with it. Mm. Get on with it and play like that. I don't know whether you've seen any of the games of Reen in the weekend, but that Fiji and Drew, mate, the intensity they played with was unbelievable. Oh, that was my that was my favourite game of any sport in the weekend was the Drew game. It was fantastic. The only thing that annoyed me about that is I tried to go down to the pub on Friday night, run out of time before I went to see that magnificent Chiefs team play to the Highlanders' backs coach who kicked it down Stevenson and McKenzie's throat. Like, man, he wouldn't be coaching Pirates under six. Jesus, I don't know, kick it out. I thought we had Burns at first five will play England lineouts and we should go okay. If Fords are okay, Harmon, put Harmon in any other team, mate. He's the second best number seven in New Zealand. He's a gun. He's an absolute gun. Dean, we've got to scoot to a break. We'll come back with all the other calls right after this. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We're approaching one, but we're going to keep the lines open. We haven't had this much traffic, phone and text on any subject for months. Scott from Wellington. G'day, Scott. How are you, sir? Good, Scott. Uh, oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? Unfortunately, at the moment, being a Warriors fan, it's you know uh, we've always had the bad decisions, but. It seems like with technology getting better, they should become less and less, but they actually seem to be coming more and more, mm. um, which is unfortunate. And, and you know, it, it's not like you're asking. You, I mean, referees are going to make mistakes. We, we can all accept it. Mm. Um, but it's it's the constant mistakes. Uh, and you're looking, you get, as, as most callers have said, you get one thing for one thing. And then when it happens to the Warriors, 
it's the total opposite. Um, and, you know, it, it, it makes it harder and harder to, you know, sit there without getting completely frustrated and breaking your TV at the same time. Um, and, but the, here's the and, thing. So, so we accept referees make mistakes. Everyone does. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. They bought the bunker in to eliminate the howlers. And yep. just recency, the Toru Harris high shot, that was a howler. Yep. Referee didn't see it. Bunker had the opportunity to turn it around, didn't. Yep. And that's the frustrating that's thing. The biggest one that got me was the one against was against the Roosters when um, Tedesco dropped the ball. Yeah. I mean, he dropped it out of his hands and it physically you saw it roll over and the rest he play on. And I mean, the bunker's there to pick up those howlers and that's where they should be saying, hey, there. I mean, you shouldn't even need to go to the bunker for that. I mean, it should have been pretty obvious. And um, here's the thing. There's so many of them. I forgot about yeah. that one. I remember it at the time, but there's been so many. I even forgot about that one. Exactly. And as I say, it's not. I, I know mistakes will happen. We can accept that as fans, and the referees will all make mistakes. But you, you just want consistency where you start the game with with the officials that are that are fair. And I, I don't I don't believe they're doing it on purpose as such. But there, there's just something there that makes them look at it and go, right, you know, it's it's a fifty fifty call. No, we're not giving it to the Warriors. We'll give it to the other team. Yeah, I hope they don't think like that, eh? But it's just happening so often. You start to think, mm, are they? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You you, you want to think they they should be neutral. Um, that's the thing at the end of the day, and you you hope they are because I mean I don't I mean at the end of the day I don't think anyone's doing it for money. There's no 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 no, no or anything. No. But um, you know, it's just that unconscious bias that um, for some reason, if it's a close call, it goes against the Warriors. And, and sometimes when it's not just a close call, it's a pretty obvious call. And, you know, as I say, we just want consistency. That's all we want. And if, if a mistake's made, it, but it's consistent, that's fine. Bang on. Scott, love your call. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Steph. Have a good day. Cheers, mate. You too. One more before the break. Justin. G'day, Justin. Hey, yeah, mate. Good, thanks, Justin. I, uh, I'm going to mirror what the uh, last bloke said, but um, it didn't cost us the game on the weekend. Like Johnson had a brain explosion in the first half, so probably let a try go being, but um, it's just consistency. That's all we want. But the the one non the 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 the, uh, the tackle that's that, that's got me that's just uh um oh, I don't know what the words are for it, but um like we haven't had him for a couple of weeks now. But the Tamari Martin tackle. You know, the hip drop that broke his leg, there was there was no judiciary, no suspension, no sin bin, no nothing. And uh we have lost a Blake for twelve you know, twelve weeks or ten weeks. But yeah. you know, um you have seen what happened with the Warriors guys, what that hip drop that went unnoticed in the in the weekend on the on the unveil fellow, you know, like he I've seen a few photos of that come up on, on uh on the internet in the weekend and you know, nothing was mentioned about that. But um poor old uh yeah, 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 young fella Jackson, he gets marched for 10. So, yeah, there's just no consistency. No, and I think we will all accept uh, errors, referee errors, oversights, both ways, but it just seems to be going one way so often now, Justin, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, but at the end of the day, all I wanted to see was, you know, for the season was for them to show up in a ticker, and, and uh, they're doing that, but... Uh, 
Yeah, imagine being a player knowing you're on the wrong side of those rubber the greens and you're not allowed to say anything because you'll cop a massive fine, but you've got to go back to training and just go. It's almost like they it's like a point start every time they play, they're minus fourteen and a half before they start. <laughs> I see I see someone started to give a little for for Kepa, yeah. for um, for Webby as well. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> I know. Good man, so. Justin. Thanks, bud. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. We'll take a break. We had a stack of text messages. Uh, let's get through those after the break. Right. Some of your text messages here. One from Aaron says, Hey, Staffy, I think the ref drama is in our heads. Every team could make a case for poor officiating after every game. We just need to simply start scoring more points. We had double the amount of play the balls in the Roosters 20 as they did in ours, and we couldn't finish. Same again this weekend. If we start scoring points, we'll forget about the refs. Yeah, winning does, um, does dull the pain. I agree with that. But I just feel like the impetus has been taken away from us more often than other teams. There's always questionable, there's always questionable decisions in every game. But um, the feeling is, and um, I think we've had a lot of a lot of case in point that um, the Warriors get the the bad side of a lot of calls. Um, from Sis Staffy, I don't expect the rest to be perfect, and I can cop mistakes, but I'm less tolerant of the bunker blunders. All teams get bad calls. There was a terrible play the ball prior to the Rabbitohs conceding a try at the weekend. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake scored off a borderline forward pass on Saturday. Got to take the good with the bad from Sess. Uh, the NRL will find, this is from Jeff, no bias and we fully support our referees or some other wishy-washy outcome. Do you really expect a rigorous review from that lot? I actually don't. <laughs> If I'm perfectly honest. Staff, some referees are worse than others. Ben Cummins and Matt Chicken was a shocker. Pull the numbers. Staffy, since the Warriors have been on the wrong end of it, since oh, they've been on the wrong end of it since their inception, but blatant examples of cheating and you can't call it anything else when you have multiple camera angles uh, versus the Roosters with the game in the balance. Uh, Tupanua's shoulder charge, nothing happens. He should have, at the bare minimum, been penalised. I think put on report and binned. Two players later, effectively takes the game away from the Warriors. And the weekend's high shot on Tohu Harris, Simbin contact with the head, the officials down, uh, saw nothing. Shame on them. Cheats from Mark. There's passion. Keep the calls coming after one. Love to hear them. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Enrique Iglesias' birthday today, so we're going to be punished with some Enrique Iglesias songs. What's the what's the, uh, happy birthday in Spanish? Feliz something. Feliz Navidad. That's, no, that's, that's Merry Christmas. Christmas. Feliz birthday, Edad. <laughs> uh, NBA just bringing you up to date. The 76ers have beaten the Celtics in overtime earlier today. That series is tied to all. Currently on court, the Nuggets and the Suns. Denver lead that series two one. Uh, they're in Phoenix and the Suns lead by one but there is uh, much amiss there's uh, high temperature between the owner and Djokic I was going to call him Novak Djokovic but uh, Djokic um, so we'll keep an eye on that tempers are flaring tempers are flaring quick text uh, from the great man Surly 
Ben Sir, he went over there, Surly, on sport. Easy to say get on with it and just play and win. But it's incredibly hard to do that when crucial calls at game-defining moments consistently don't go your way. I guess if you're not watching and you just see the headlines and social media comments, then you just think fans are having a moan. But if you watch, you will see. Great point, Surly. What a great man he is. Uh, phone lines are still open. 0800 150 811. Just before we get there, just be uh, Felice Complianos to uh, Felice Complianos on, on, to Enrique. Enrique. Uh, we do have the CEO of One New Zealand uh, joining us at about 1.40, uh, so looking forward to that chat. As I am looking forward to talking to all of you, 0800 150 811, let's keep this going. Uh, Zaid, the life member of the Afternoons with Staffy, joins us. G'day, Zaid. Uh, good, af- good afternoon. Uh, just quickly before I get into my chat, I thought you said you weren't going to the old... Um uh, NRL Magic Round Surly from when he said on Thursday when he was in the studio of Sam. Yeah, but he, he wasn't. Must, and must, he, have, must have late changes oh, there. Hey, Zade, I'll tell you exactly what the message I got from Surly. I was talking to him because uh, I, I too saw him over there uh, and he said yeah. that he got a text, wasn't until 7pm Friday night, got the late call, was at the airport 3.30 Saturday morning on the first <laughs> flight over to Brisbane. So he made the last real, minute call. Real late call then. Real yeah. late call. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a bit annoyed with the Warriors, but I'm probably annoyed with the Blues. They looked absolutely horrible. I don't know what they were up to, but they didn't take Moana seriously enough. And um, you're talking about club rugby. I think Harry Plummer was playing a bit of club rugby on Saturday Saturday night. Forty was playing club rugby. <laughs> it was disgusting. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't we didn't look we didn't look well at all. Um, and yeah, if we want to beat the Crusaders, we're going to have to play a lot better this weekend. We're going to have any chance. But, uh, yeah, that game, um, um, yeah, I actually didn't go to in the end, and I'm probably happy I didn't really go. I watched it at home, but, yeah, it was. I mean, I watched it, but, yeah, it, was, it, was, um, yeah, it wasn't a good game at all. Um, you know, Blues got away with it in the end, but uh, I wouldn't have been too happy if they lost to Moana. It wouldn't have been good. Um, luckily, got a late penalty try. But, yeah, the Fiji and Drua, what a team, eh? They're so good. They are um, so good. And they've got a good run home. They've got, I think, three Aussie teams. Um, they they can they can win, not all their games, but a lot of them. They're, they're going to create some havoc. Yeah, because the, the thing is with Fiji and Drua, they're in the... Uh, the difference between them... I mean, I know they're a better team than Moana, but they'd have an easier draw as well because they don't have to play the New Zealand teams, three of them twice, correct? Is that correct? Uh, you might be right there, Zade. You might be right. And yeah, actually, so um, as well, but... I'm, I'm pretty sure the run home is going to have Mick Byrne, coach of the draw, on today as well at about 4.30. So have a listen out for that. But I, I think that I think this Blues, Blues Crusaders game is probably going to be one of the more better games of the season. We'll decide pretty much who gets the second spot really behind the Chiefs. And yeah, on the Warriors, I kind of agree that, yeah, the calls are always against them, really, you know? Like you're saying, I, I, do, I, do, I, do, I do find it a hard watch, the Warriors, you know? The calls are against them a bit, yeah, and, yeah, the last few games, I know they probably wouldn't have won, but, yeah, just, you know, a bit of harsh calls. And um, I, I, I watched the games yesterday, um, and, yeah, uh, the, I, I lost a bit of money on the games. I thought the Eels would have won. And I thought the Roosters would have hammered them as well, but they both looked horrible. Yeah, oh, there were some good upsets in the, up, in the NRL. They, they didn't some, know what to do. Yeah, 
Yeah, good stuff, Sade. I'm pleased you enjoyed your weekend and probably a good game to stay on from the Blues because Captain K went to that game and they had a, a like a brass band there and they played Sweet Caroline yeah. four times. Would have made your ears yeah, bleed. You, you would have loved that, eh? Hell no. He even videoed them playing it and sent it to me. Oh, and it was good meeting Surly on um, Friday, actually. <coughs> I met him on Friday. So yeah, he's good. a great man, Surly. Yeah. As you are, Sade. Thank you, though. Thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah. It's aid. <clears throat> Excuse me, life member. Let's go to Hamilton. Talk to Simon. G'day, Simon. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. Uh, Sam. Hey, um, obviously we all. Yeah, it's, a, it's a topic that's been boiling for a little while, and uh, but something I've just tried to have a look through and can't really get the right uh, thing. But Sam would probably know. But something that, that the Warriors suffer from as well as that repeat set of six. I mean. And on Saturday's game, I reckon it was 20 minutes into the second half before we got a repeat set of six. The other teams seemed to get them at will, and I reckon if Sam did a little bit of homework and, and had a look at it, I reckon that would also show a huge um, variance to what we're getting to what every other team's getting as well. I reckon that's one of the other things that just absolutely get up every single weekend. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Sammy's just said to me in my headphones, actually, um, that Penrith got four repeat sets, the Warriors got one. And he is flat out on his laptop now trying to get some more stats on that. But that's a really good point. Uh, really good. Some of them are our fault, of course. Um, kicking dead when we hopefully get it in the end goal to get... Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about penalty? Oh, this is... Those are just, in general play, not so much the last play. Oh, right, in general, ruck infringements and stuff like that. We should be getting at least two or three or four a game, but we get, so we got one. And I I said to my wife, after about an hour, I said, we haven't had a a set restart, and the very next set we get one. So I don't know if they were listening. (laughs) They're always listening, Simon. They're always listening. Yeah, the old bloody tin hat guys, eh? What are they, tinfoil hat guys? They're always listening. But <laughs> I, think, I think that also gives us or holds us at a, at a disadvantage as well because we're not getting those opportunities to put the other teams under the, under the pressure and they're not having to get the fatigue like we are when they get those sort of things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're right, Simon. It's um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this the, the discourse that's going to come out during this week. Um, we had a few texts saying Buzz Rothfield will just talk about the tweet, not the content of the tweet, and the importance of, you know, it needs to be heard. I, and I probably feel like the Aussie journos, etc., will just go. A sponsor shouldn't come out and say this, and won't actually look at what he said. Yeah. So the other thing is next Monday. Phil Gould's are they going to be filthy because the Warriors are going to get every single call this Saturday or Sunday when they play, and the and the Bulldogs are not going to have anything, and they'll be bleating like we've been be bleating on for months, you know. <laughs> you think they'll do a makeup game? Oh, it happens. It happens a little bit every now and again. Um, like they always said, oh, you've done so much for the game, we should do more for you, but they never do. Yeah. But I reckon there'll be. A- it just depends who's referring us to, really. Yeah. All right, Simon. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Cheers, mate. Um, we got Dino back on the line. We had to cut him short because there was a... Uh, oh, no, he's not. He is? He isn't. He isn't? He isn't. We'll take a break. Uh, actually, a couple of texts I want to get through, actually, before we have a break. Um, 
as predicted, here's one of the texts I was talking about from Josh uh, Buzz, outraged on Twitter about the comments, not the issue. Get ready for him to rip into Jason Paris tonight. If he does that, I'll be very disappointed. Um, someone else here says, there's no conspiracy, but we don't get half the 50-50s. That is a fact. Totally disagree with her earlier caller. With a bunker system, there should be consistency. That's what it's there for, for consistency. I agree. And it's occasionally they're slightly unsighted as well, so I, I can forgive them that. But when every single person sees a forearm to Tohu Harris's head and they go, no fuss, no foul, play on, I don't get it. Hey, Staffy, brilliant sum up by Sammy. So frustrating being a long-time Warrior supporter. It seems to be every week. Staffy, the Macquarie Dictionary defines a fair suck of the sav as follows. Just give us a fair go to participate. <laughs> Kimberly, I want a copy of that Macquarie Dictionary. I've never heard of it, but I like it. Um, Jeff... I've read that one about do we really expect the fear of you? Probably not. I've read that one. Um, Barry says, tongue-in-cheek, I think, Barry, wouldn't be surprised if we get players in the bin during our bye. <laughs> They'll find a way to sin us during the bye. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, we've got uh, Graham on the line. G'day, Graham. How are you, mate? Very, good? very well. You're in the car? Yes, I am. Uh, right at the top of the Wainui Hill just now looking at Situn and Batoni. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, stunning view, stunning view. Um, referees, mate, it's, the subject's never, ever going to go away and no matter what code you're in. Um, yes, the Warriors appear to be getting the bad the bad knocks and all that sort of stuff, but um, I uh, it was an earlier text from someone, I can't remember who it was, if your team's good enough, they will win. Yeah. If your team on fire and they're playing well, you don't have the refereeing qualms and problems. It all comes down to how good the team is. The good teams don't have these arguments and, and discussions, mate, because they are too good. They're too good for it. But they like do they do ago, create they do create turning points though, Graham. Like if we're if we're looking to get ourselves into the game and we get sinbinned, we're cocked for ten minutes, and then we get another one, we're cocked for another ten minutes. So I agree. If you win games, it goes away, score lots of points. But if you're being de-weaponized with your artillery, um, it makes it so much harder. But if you're playing well, you're not getting in the sinbin, mate. That's that's the that's the point, you know. If you're playing studying rugby, all the all the referee can do is award your tries and, and whistle your conversions, blah blah blah. Um, but you know, it's like I, I just cast my mind back a few probably decades now when the All Blacks were winning everything, and uh, everyone used to complain that um, the All Blacks all got their own way and all that. Yeah. But now the Northern Hemisphere are coming into it, and what do we do when they start beating um, beating us? We blame the referees. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it comes in swings and tides, if you ask me, mate, and I reckon it comes down to the better teams performing well don't usually have that many problems. Yeah, yeah. well, I just feel like we've had all swings and no tides with the Warriors, except when Wayne Bennett was in charge of the Kiwis and we won the World Cup. <laughs> I do agree with that because last weekend's uh, game against the, um, the Sharks, I thought we were very hard done by. Um, I didn't see much of the Penrith game, but um, from everybody's... Uh, Discussions and comments sound like we were hard done by again. So, yeah, there, there, there always seems to be, when it comes between Australia 
and New Zealand, i.e. the Phoenix Games, we're always going on about, look how many times this, uh, this past season the refs and Ufak Fatali's been going on about the referees and you've got to, got to be careful about what you say about them because you know, the more you say about them, the more they get your, the back up against New Zealand teams. Yep. And that's, that's a lot of the problem, I think, mm. the, uh, the trans-Tasman thing. Yeah, well, Andrew Webster's shut up all all year about it. He's tempted to, I think he's not far away from blowing a foo-foo valve, but he's shut up yeah. about it and it hasn't stopped. So it's a watch this space. But, Graham, taking that beautiful vista, enjoy it. The harbour, magnificent. All do, mate. It's a beautiful sunshine day here. Love it. Cheers, Graham. Thanks, buddy. We're going, yeah, Sammy, you, you're busting. No, I just wanted to um, address something that, like, I haven't actually seen anyone from the weekend saying that the ref cost us that game. No, I don't so think So I don't think anyone's it. saying that. They cost that. us the opportunity to win it. Well, you can put that out there as well. <clears throat> like, here's where we're at, right? The Warriors of 2000, someone actually asked this question on a Warriors page. They said, I've only been a fan since 2011, I'm a young, and I want to know what we did differently in, 20, in 2011 and 2002 if the refs are against us, that made us win. The argument there is that we were a bit, we were a good enough team that even if we had calls to go against us, we could still win a match, and that's probably the greatest point there. We are not that team this year. So we're a good team this year, probably a top eight side. We're playing well. We are not quite good enough to to still win despite bad calls, whereas teams like the Rabbitohs and Pet, because the Rabbitohs get guys sent to the bin every week, Steph. They're mm. still winning games. So mm. we're not quite at that level. But I think what's really frustrating is a lot of sting in the game is getting taken out because of the – like we, like you said, we're not getting the opportunity to win. We're not getting the opportunity to compete with the bad calls. Not necessarily mean we're going to win. We're going to you know, win the premiership, but mm. it's it's tough in close games, which we are competing in. Mm. Competed in that game against Benra. Right, coming up 20 past. We'll take a break. Vaughan, hang on there from Hamilton, uh, buddy. Uh, we'll take your call straight after this break. Back to the phone lines, 0800 150 811. We've got some spare. Remember, we've got Jason Paris, CEO of One New Zealand, formerly Vodafone, joining us at about 1.40. Let's get some more of your calls and some texts. We go to Vaughan and Hamilton. Thanks for holding on, Vaughan. How's it going, boys? Good, thank you, Vaughan. That's good, mate. Hey, um, first thing, um, just to all the rugby union supporters ringing in, trying to be diplomatic about the decisions and the officiating, please stop, okay? It's only like the bunker itself, okay? <laughs> Secondly, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate what everyone has pretty much said, you know? But a, a few examples. Sipakula, young Sipakula, He's sent to the Sinbin harshly, purely by an action, not, a, not an outcome, right? Yeah. Earlier in the game, we lose Jackson Ford to a hip drop. Now, Isaac Yo does the exact same thing. Action, not an outcome. Not even, it's not even reviewed. And there's been, there was replays of it because we lost the ball that, uh, what, that, that play because he's tried to give an offload and we've lost the ball on. So they've had time to review them. So do, do the Warriors almost, is there almost a conspiracy, not a conspiracy, but like, do we have a case that the NRL, there's almost a lack of duty of care for our players because the, you know, the high shot, the HI is such a big thing in the game right now, yet these are just being turned away, blind eye turned. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean, Vaughan. It's... It's really, really frustrating because I, I want to watch 
an even contest and every time the Warriors play and I don't want to sound like a whinger and, and I have the ability to remove my emotion from what I'm seeing in black and white and it's affecting my enjoyment as a fan because I'm like, oh, the, the, the Tohu Harris one, the, the one against the Storm, the ones against the Roosters, it's, it's continual. I, yeah, I just, like Stephanie, I just fear for the player that even the foul play incidents yes. are just being turned a blind eye to. Yeah. And, you know, just, well, there's just so much, so much information out there now for HI. Look what happened to Dallas. He's been cleared, and then the HIA doctor has come overruled and told him to come off the field. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff, isn't it? Oh, mate, mate. Anyway, I love you, boys. Cheers, mate. Thank you, buddy. Um, uh, okay, we're going to take a slight diversion here because... Um, I can only do it now. We'll hold over the news. I'm not sure what all that means, Sammy. Andy Maloney is here from Team well, Yeah, so, well, I mean, we, it was a bit of a, a movable feast this staff. We did want to catch up with someone out of the uh, Kiwi Sale GP team, given uh, you know the second place this morning, very close to getting over the line as well. So, yeah, we just had to juggle a few things, and this is the only time. So, Andy Maloney from Team New Zealand Sale GP, welcome in. Thanks for having me. Mate, I felt like I had my red socks on again this morning and the whole office just stopped watching for the grand finale race. What a weekend you've had in San Fran. Yeah, I mean, right now we're pretty gutted, to be honest. You know, we came here to do the job and to win that grand final race and we, we came over so close. So, you know, it's a tough tough pill to swallow, but we I think we can hold our head high and be proud of how we fought back through that race and gave it a good nudge at the end there. You really did. You, you you put pressure on from the opposite side of the course and you were third away at the start and then uh, was it the fourth leg and you just came hooning down and I thought, here we go, it, it's game on. Uh, an observation from me, Andy, and, and I'm no yachty, that I felt like going into the grand final with three boats, we stood more of a chance than with nine boats in the fleet race. Were you licking your lips at not having so much... So much um, vehicular interference around you for that grand final? Yeah, for sure. It takes the um, takes the start out of it a little bit. You still need to be leading at Mark 1 really to win the race, but if you aren't, you're not quite as far behind as if you've got nine of the boats in the race. So, um, yeah, it probably plays into some of our strengths a little bit and um, definitely the way we failed this weekend, you know, we're, we're gunning for that final. So... You're a bit down, and I get that. No one, you know, a lot of people say second's the first loser, but you, you guys put together a fantastic campaign. You've had your issues. You had your your boat problems where you had to loan a boat for a round as well. It's probably too soon to say um, a successful campaign or not, but there's still a lot of reasons to pat yourselves on the back. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said about that grand final race, you know, there's still a lot of things to be proud of how we failed that race. And then just looking at the season as a whole, you know, we've come a long way from from a last season, which was our first season in the league. Um, and we're definitely up there now as one of the top teams in the league. And, you know, we back ourselves on any given day to, to win these races. So we can be proud of the season we've had and where we started and where we've come to by the end of it. And I think it's something to really build on going into next season and, we're excited about that for sure. I was going to say, I bet you'll, you'll be hungry <laughs> for the next season, mate. Hungry. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I hate the despite. Like, we're all really proud of the team. Um, like the adversity, I think it's hit us harder than any, well, equally as any of the other teams. What happens now, Andy? How, how long do you stay in San Fran? Do you get, get a little bit of time off? What happens for you and the crew from now? Yeah, we're just, right now, we're just actually packing the boat up. So we do a little bit of that tonight and then catch up with sort of any friends, family and sponsors that are here in San Fran. We'll have a little team dinner with them and um, just a good catch up. And then we'll fly out tomorrow after a little bit more pack up down at the base. And then we'll be back in NZ on, on Tuesday. There's a little blues bar down on the waterfront there. And just along from it, there's this food place. And they cut the top off a big round loaf of bread and they scoop all the bread out and they fill it with chilli. I recommend that highly, Andy. <laughs> Nice, awesome. We might see if we get a chance to do that. Keep an eye out. Hey, big congratulations. We share your disappointment, but we also share how much you guys um, overcame with the adversity, with storms and borrowed boats and all that. And to to finish second, I know it's gutting, but we're all still really proud of you down here. Well done, and uh, all the best. Safe travels back. Yeah, thank you very much. It's awesome to hear that. Everyone in the office was watching that race, and we're supporting us, so thank you very much. Absolutely, Andy Maloney there from Sail GP Team New Zealand Sail GP. Um, that came, that sort of blindsided us, didn't it, a little bit? But um, it's the only time they could talk to us, so we really appreciate Andy jumping on a phone, which would be, you know, seconds horrible. I don't know about you. Fourth feels better than second. It's because you're just within a. Oh, an onion skin of getting that win. They did really, really well. That's the only time we could take them. So what we're going to do now, new sport and weather. Sorry for the people that were on. We had to dump you to get Andy because it was the only time. But new sport and weather, we'll reconnect after that. Paulie Mawari from the TAB joins us with an update. Uh, Denver against Phoenix, 77-75, six minutes to go. Third quarter, live betting will be going off the hook, Paulie. It certainly is. Um, uh, these teams have been back and forth all game so far, and currently the Suns are $1.77 head-to-head to win that match. The Denver Nuggets are at $2. The total points is at 236.5, the over $1.83, the under $1.87. Um, so far, slightly more money with the Phoenix Suns at $1.77, but there's not a lot in it, to be fair. So, yeah, the, pretty much like the scoreline, the bidding's very uh, reflects that. It's uh, almost 50-50. Quick look at the NRL. We've been feasting on that for an hour and a half, and we have the one New Zealand CEO, Jason Paris, joining us very shortly. I see the Warriors are 165, Bulldogs are 220, but me and all the listeners want to know, what's the bunker paying? <laughs> I'll see if the boys can uh, put up a market. Uh, how many 50-50 calls <laughs> with, will go against the Warriors this weekend? Under over 10 and a half. Oh, and repeat sets and um, sin bins <laughs> and, oh, you could have fun with the power plays, mate. Man, you could. Yeah, huge. Well, anyway, I had to do the punters off. Uh, they're happy to get into the Warriors at $1.65. I, I guess they saw enough during Magic Round um, and the performance, the effort they, that they put in against mm. the Panthers um, and, and still to keep it fairly close for uh, the bulk of that game. Um, I just... Just to go to the show, um, this is a serious Warriors team, and mm. if they could get a break here or there, just to, <laughs> doesn't have to be too much. Just a just a little break, a little bounce of the ball, or a, 
something, you know, the bunker actually putting the light up for them. Um, As Kimberly, right one, one of our listeners, <laughs> Kimberly, texted and said, we just want a fair sucker to save. That's all we want. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, they're $1.65 and two and a half point favourites to beat the Bulldogs, who, of course, they beat um, earlier this year. And I'm having a look at the other games. There's certainly quite a bit of interest in the Storm Broncos game. Mm, mm, the Storm $1.75, the Broncos $2.03. Boy, there's a bit, of, a bit of action on the Broncos. Punters saying that they shouldn't be um, as, as, as big a dog as they are. And maybe, yeah, maybe not even an underdog. Maybe they should be the favourites. Well, that's what the money's saying at the moment. Broncos $2.03, uh, Storm $1.75, and the early action is on the Broncos. Awesome, Paulie. Uh, thanks for joining us. we got a scoop because we got a certain CEO of uh, One New Zealand about to join us. Thanks for chatting. Beauty. I'll be listening. Thanks, mate. Paul Mawati, tab.co.nz. Download the app. Be 18. Be responsible. Have some fun. Watch the power plays. And go to the Punters Lounge on the TAB website. That's where all the specials are. Quick break. Jason Paris on the other side. Welcome back in. Uh, we're just going 20 to 2, and we're just uh, organising to get uh, CEO of One New Zealand Up, Jason Paris. We're just patching him through very shortly. We've got him on the line. Um, just waiting for the thumbs up, which I've got from Sammy. Wow, you've been busy uh, the last uh, 24, 48 hours, Jason. <laughs> Welcome into the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, been an interesting time, that's for sure. Um, Kind of some un, unwanted attention, but I think it's led to a good conversation, to be honest. Mate, um, we're a sports station, as you know, and we are Warriors supporters as well. And uh, we have had unprecedented phone calls and text messages basically in support of what you've done and people saying finally someone with some profile is saying what the fans have been saying for years. But all the fans get accused, oh, you're just moaning fans because uh, you're not winning games. Now people are going to have to take note. In fact, I'm going to read you a couple of the text messages, Jason, just for context. Uh, good on Jason shining a light on the issue. They haven't listened to us for years. Uh, someone outside the club needed to say it to bring it to light. Thank God for Jason Paris. Uh, and one, a very long text message, but I'm just going to say, tell Paris I'm heading in to swap over to one New Zealand today. <laughs> so you well, have, you you can, have become you can the... respond on my behalf and tell them that I'll be their personal account manager there when you go. they join One New Zealand. There you go. There you go. Text Jason. So this, this is what's come through strongly for the last hour 40, Jason, is we've been feeling it for a long, long time. And I know that you didn't mean word for word verbatim in, yeah. in some of your tweets. I get, I get that. That was emotional. But you're a fan. Like, you're the guy that had to make that hard decision that we're going to keep financially supporting this club even though they're not here. It could have been an easy business decision for you to walk away, but you're a fan first and foremost. And that was Jason Paris, the fan, tweeting, correct? Absolutely. You know, passionate fan. And uh, passionate fans say emotional things in the moment. Like, of course, I don't think that the NRL refs are cheats. Like, they, no one comes to, um, you know, comes to the field to, to, to do that. Um, but Man, you can't argue with some of these inconsistencies against the Warriors, and it happens every single week. And um, so frustrating when the team is performing uh, better than they have for quite some time, that their momentum is being um, stopped in games because, I think, of unfair or inconsistent decisions. 
There was a report that the NRL are going to investigate the fact that you tweeted that. Have you heard from them? No, no, I haven't, actually. Um, look, I think it is worth uh, a conversation. Mm. It's fun that, funnily enough, right, some of the um, the comment I said, if it hadn't have made a headline, it probably wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Um, but I do stand by the fact that uh, there's consistent inconsistency uh, against the Warriors. And but this, the rugby league's a fantastic game. The NRL have done a brilliant job of creating a, um, a sport that is fast-paced. The Bulls are playing more. I love how they're testing and trialling the rules all the time. It's great. But uh, we have to find a way of removing um, bunker decisions in particular out of the conversation just by being consistent. And I get on the field that in the moment, like this is a fast-paced game, and refs can kind of make um, make decisions uh, on the fly that you know will go 50-50. But when you've got high-definition video footage, that you're watching in slow-mo, and the NRL has been clear on what the ruling is, for example, when a, sh when a shoulder in a tackle hits a face or a head, um, then you, all you can expect is consistency, and I don't think that the Warriors are getting that. Yeah, I brought up the Tohu Harris got clocked in the head, and um, in the post-match conference, Webby threw his hands up. Uh, Tohu said, I was getting seen too, so I didn't see the replay, mm. but my team was. Mm. We were all at home, like you, Jason, watching the forearm, hit the head. I thought, well, that's 10 minutes, penalty at least, and it was play on. That's the stuff. And that's that's recency. You know, there was stuff in the Roosters game. There was stuff with Nelson Asafa-Solomona in, in the Storm game. And it just seems to be happening continually. And I hate it because I say people are whingers. You know, I say the English rugby team are whingers because they always complain. I've held back from saying that now, but I've tried to be objective. It's not 50-50. I think it's 80-20. Yeah, like I'm the same. Yeah, you know, again, 20 year passionate fan, and and I'll continue to be a fan of the Mighty Warriors after I uh, leave by New Zealand as well. You know, and um, but you know, at some point you have to call you have to call that out as a fan. The, the players and the coaches are doing the right thing. Um, they're focusing on what they can control, which is mm. on the field. They're you know, and and that's right. Um, but you know, as a fan, you know, you you can you can call it out when you uh, when you see it, and like I. Even on the field, like the, the players, they would admit themselves. Like the team would say they haven't put in the perfect performance yet. So I'm not saying that these decisions are the winning or the losing of the game, but they're a con massive contributor to momentum within it. You know, it's a hard, one of the toughest sporting competitions in the world. And any team can beat any other team, you know, any week, as we saw with the, the Tigers beating the reigning premier, you know, premiers. Yeah. So um, when you lose two players for 20 minutes, um, and penalties don't go your way when uh, previously they have um, been making calls uh, that would support a penalty in your favour, then, I don't know, it's, you know, your frustration kind of bubbles over and boils over and, and, you, make a, and, you, and you make a call and make some comments, and, and that's what I've done. And I, and I hope it, um, and, I, you know, I feel the support um, from New Zealand. I'm very, and from what New Zealand Warriors fans, I'm very grateful uh, uh, for that. And um, and again, I hope it uh, creates a conversation with the with the NRL where we can use a data, video footage driven uh, analysis of uh, whether the Warriors are getting a, um, a fair suck of the save. I don't think they are. It's, you have started the conversation that we've wanted to be had. Our fear is, and our listeners' fear is that they are going. The conversation will be. 
what's a major sponsor doing coming out and being um, accusational towards our place rather than what you are talking about? Not the fact that you did talk about it. We want them to talk about what you're talking about. Well, I'm a major, I'm a major fan first. Mm. Um, I just happen to also be uh, working for a major sponsor. Uh, so I think I'm doubly uh, entitled and interested to have a, have a view on the, um, on the team. And um, so, you know, I want this team to be massively successful. Um, and a lot of the stuff that they control, they can control, they're working on, you know, so uh, basic errors and you know last tackle kicks and the defense has been outstanding um, all of those things but you know all I'm saying is um, can we just ask for, for consistency please you know mm. when uh, when the Warriors are playing they should get exactly the same treatment as every other team in the NRL and and they're not um, and from my opinion um, in, in, my, in my view and something needs to be done about it because I think it's costing us momentum and um, and it's and it's hard on these players who have sacrificed so much uh, for the last couple of years for the you know for the for the game. I feel like um, Mount Webster's been a dormant volcano all season, but I just started to see a little bit of lava leaking out during the last press conference, and he even intimated, look, you guys pass the hat round, we'll raise 10 grand, I'll tell you what you want to hear. He's not far away from doing a Jeff Toovey or a Ricky Stewart, I feel like, and someone's even started to give a little page to raise 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, he's a top bloke, this coach. You yes. know, He's focusing, again, on the... Um, on their performance on the field, and uh, and look, I just think that um, that's the right that's the right approach, and he can let the fans do the talking, and you know, uh, for him. Uh, again, the reason we're talking about this is we love the game. Um, yeah. You know, we love supporting our teams, we love seeing them compete in one of the best competitions in the world, uh, and when they do, we just want consistency, and I think that's what the conversation is about. Nothing more, nothing more than that. And yep, yeah, fans, including me, get extra specially uh, uh, emotional at times and maybe use comments that they wouldn't uh, wish they wouldn't have normally in the heat of the moment. But, you know, to your point at the, at the front, this is just a passionate fan calling it out as I see it and hoping that it will help get some consistent calls uh, for the Warriors when they're playing because I'm just not, I'm not seeing it often enough at the moment. Yeah, it's been going a while. Well, <clears throat> a couple of thank yous from me to you. Uh, one for, thanks for that tweet. Uh, because it has created the conversation fans have been screaming for. And I, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier. Thanks for sticking with the Warriors. Um, both It was the mighty Vodafone Warriors, and now it's the mighty One New Zealand Warriors, and it's really created an identity. It's a fantastic fan base. My God, you, you go to the games there live. It is, it is wonderful. And we're not asking them to change the way the earth rotates on, an, on its axis. We just want some consistency, as you said, what they call against us, call it against the others, Happy days. Make the odd mistake, but make the odd mistake both ways. Happy days. Yeah, correct. And look, um, thank you to all of the supporters that um, continue to support this this great team. Uh, I know it means a lot to them. And uh, in the back half of the season, when we are really uh, clawing our way to uh, a top eight finish, and you know what happens when the Warriors make the top eight, mm. we're unpredictable and we can beat any team. Uh, I know that support's going to carry them through. Yeah, let's go. Can I come round to your place and watch NRL 360 this week? I think it's going to be fantastic. Buzz Rossfield quote, quote tweeted you. It's going to be on the agenda, Jason. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Well, look, let's hope it's on the agenda for <laughs> all the right reasons. Yes. Um, and they're not, um, they're not focus on emotion, emotional language from fans, instead focusing on is there an issue here that needs to be addressed around consistency of decision making when you have got all the technology and video footage available? And, um, and why is there bias? Uh, against a team like the Warriors um, in in these games, and what can be done to uh, to to address it, so there's a level playing field for for all teams in the competition. Jason Parrish, CEO of One New Zealand, really appreciate your continued support for the Warriors. As all of the fans that are ringing and texting us, they thank you as well. And uh, you got a busy day. I uh, really appreciate your time today. No worries. Thanks for having me, Jason Parrish. There, as I say, CEO of One New Zealand, and. Like what he tweeted, dislike what he tweeted. He has started a conversation. He's lit up these phone lines just all through what he commenced. Uh, I have got so many text messages, which I am going to get to, um, but they are finally talking about it in Australia. What happens next? They will probably just bag him for being a major sponsor, calling out the refs. I hope there's a couple of journos over there. I hope on the NRL 360 there's a good cop, bad cop, and they just don't all lump on one side. I'm really looking forward with trepidation about how this story develops across the Tasman in the ensuing week. Final break before the news. Ah, text messages from James. Didn't the NBA do a study to see if there was actual unconscious bias by refs towards certain teams. NRL should do the same. That way we would put this to bed. I do feel the Warriors do get shafted, but I don't know if it's just me or if it's actual. I'd love a study. NL, NRL 360, just like when Anasta was playing, no faith in Braith. <laughs> uh, Jason Harry Paris is the top man. Had the pleasure of playing club cricket with him and club rugby against him many years ago in Invercargill. He was a very talented young sportsman. Lost the rolling R though. Good on him and we support him. From Jerry. Uh, Jason Paris, what a legend. How good is it to hear a man in his position being so real? Jason Crush, fan first. It just so happens he is the CEO of One New Zealand as well. Staffy, we hate to moan about the refs and the bunker, but the inconsistency regarding the application of the rules in Warriors games this season has been shocking. Uh, the Warriors have been in all their games going into the last minutes and in a game with little margin, those calls actually matter. And as Sammy said, Kempi said to him, might not affect you at the time of the sin bin, but those extra efforts covering for your mate that's not there they tell at the fatigue time which is the last 10 minutes and that's when it tells good on Jason for shining a light on the issue on to the next we go and next after the news former Warriors hard man league legend Kevin Campion joins us what does he reckon we're about to find out stick around Kevin Campion and still got Grant Nisbet to come as well getting you through your workday one hour at a time this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
Yes, Feliz Campianos to Enrique Iglesias. Didn't like his music, but did like his choice in Girlfriend. Oh, you're going to keep it going. Uh, Anna Kornikova. I don't even know if he's still with her, but they were the, they were the celebrity couple. Anyway, lots of talk about uh, the inequality that the Warriors are copping. Um, someone's just said that the CEO called the refs cheat. So here's what Jason Paris, the CEO of One New Zealand, the major sponsor of the Warriors, he said, Are you kidding me? How biased are the NRL bunker and referees against the Warriors? Have they got money on them to lose? It's like we're permanently against 14 on the field and they want us to play with 12. Huge courage from the boys, though. He's just a massive fan. And he got emotional, like we do. We yell stuff. He yells stuff. Be interested to hear what the next man says. We're going to look at the Warriors game, but Kevin Campion, one of the favourite former, once a warrior, always a warrior, Campo joins us out of Australia. Uh, Kevin, welcome in. G'day, Steph. How are you, Oh, mate, we're good. We are rocked up, though. Week after week after week, the Warriors get the bum rush, Campo. I know, mate. I know. I understand how everyone feels. But, uh, we went through that when I was um, over there in 2001, 2002. We had to beg. Sometimes we had to beg the referee to give us a fair go. So, But, you know, the boys are playing some really consistent footballs, and I think, I think um, those calls will turn around. Uh, especially leading into the finals. We hope so, Camper. When you you played a a lot in Australia and you played a lot here in New Zealand and we've heard from players and and it was either Cleary or um, the other guy whose name escapes me. Uh, Yes, Anderson. One of them said they always thought it was just Warriors fans moaning till they came here and coached the team and they said actually there might be something in it. Did you as a player notice a difference? Mate, certainly as a player, I noticed a difference, yes. Um, we always just got uh, the short end of the stick. Um, and I remember one game in particular, I think Timmy Mander was um, Timmy Mander was coaching, uh, sorry, refereeing the game. And some of the calls were just blatantly against us. And I said to him, you know, we're the better team here, Tim. We have, we're working our butts off basically to, to uh, and we were still in the lead, you know. And you're not giving us a fair go. Please, I'm begging you, give us a fair go. And uh, it, it, look, it's not a, it's not a um, something that's just popped up. It's been, uh, you know, it's been us against them for a lot of years. What is it, Kempo? Is it is it New Zealand, Australia? I, I don't. Well, I hundred percent. I, I just don't think they want that. They don't want that trophy to, to leave leave Australia. They don't want it to travel over over the Tasman. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just that's the only reason um, I can see. Some of the calls, but but you know, the most recent one was the forearm to Torhu. They had a look at it in the bunker and they said, "No fuss, we carry on." We saw the forearm to his head, and that's—I don't get it. That's what the bunker's there for. Uh, it was when we, you know, we had our, our young winger sent off, you know, for touching Nathan Cleary's uh, jaw. You know, he, even if you touched a, a foot on it, you put his finger on his chest, that, that would have touched his jaw. So. <laughs> Look, it's just one of those things. Uh, that was really disappointing. Uh, we were all blowing up in the box. It didn't deserve a, certainly deserved a penalty because it, you know it was contact to the to the head. But you know it was it, that should have been the ref's discretion, and he should have just played on. And 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 you know we uh, we were down and, and we were courageous that whole game. We were courageous, um, and we were still in it right to the end. Um, you know, but we played a, a Penrith side um, who had were completing at ninety. 95 percent you know so they, they were they were going to be always hard to beat they weren't making mistakes and not giving us anything but uh, 
you know, the boys were courageous and uh, I'm so proud of them and everyone should be proud of them. Oh, look, we are. And that, and that's the thing. And, and the other thing, Cabo, like, I don't I don't think we're saying the ref cost us that game. Like, I don't actually believe we played well to win that game. But we, the officiating and the bunker decisions and the sin bins and, and all of this and on reports, it cost us the opportunity to win the game. Yeah, look, we, so we, we, do, panic. we, we do panic a bit um, when we get a bit under pressure, you know, and... That's the thing about Penrith. That's why they're the premiers. They, you know, they've been in grand finals for the last three years, winning mm. two of them. They don't give you anything. So you need to be at your best uh, to beat the, the Penny Panthers. But, um, you know, when they're completing at 95%, no one in the competition would beat those guys. You know, that was a really dull game by, by them. You know, they, you know, they've been struggling for form. So they just had to go back to the drawing board and, and, and basically keep it very, very simple. And they worked hard for each other. They completed their sets, and we, we were just, you know, we. I think we were still competing, competing, uh, completing at eighty percent. But uh, yeah, other than, if we were playing any other team in the competition, we would have won. What um, strategically do you feel like the Warriors need to do to to overcome this? It's almost like no knock-ons, no offsides. You know, they need the perfect game. Yeah, and that'll come. Look, we are playing so you know such great football, and we're not, we're making minimal mistakes. It's just the, you know, just sometimes luck doesn't isn't always on your side, and uh, you know, but you know if we keep on doing the things that we're doing, um, things will change. Our luck will change, and and we will start getting the rub of the green. When you look at um, 2002, uh, making the grand final, yeah. and in 2011 as well, if the bias has always existed, what did we do then? that we could learn from and implement now? Well, we won a lot of games then, and we got we got used to winning. You know, some teams, you look at St. George, they're used to losing, you know, and they're, yeah. they're, they're struggling uh, mentally. But uh, when you get used to winning, you know, everyone's up, and it only takes, you know, it takes five or six players in the team to have bad games, and you're going to lose. But, you know, you can get away with one or two players having bad games and still win. Because you've got that uh, that winning culture, uh, we're not far off it. Look, it's only our first year under the new coach. I think he's doing an outstanding job. He's a really good fella. I was um, in camp. I was at the captain run, a captain's run on on um, Friday, um, and we had some war- old Warriors legends there, Toops and um, Tooks. So look, things are you know things are good at the club. You know, it's not time for panic. That's for sure. Um, we've just got to. Stick to our, stick to what we know. Trust the coach, trust the players, and uh, we're going to win more than we lose. That's for sure. Oh, rest assured, the fan base over here haven't fallen out of love uh, with the Warriors at all. In, in fact, oh, I can't remember a season for for a long, long time where the support has been so united. And in fact, we just had the yeah. CEO of One New Zealand, formerly Vodafone, on. You've probably heard about his yeah. <coughs> Twitter, Twitter that he he owned Twitter. He won Twitter the other day, and he said he's just a fan first and foremost. And what it's done, Campo, yeah. it's they're now finally talking about it in Australia. I, I'm interested to see which way it goes. Whether they'll just slam him for tweeting it, or whether they'll actually talk about this for almost the first time ever. Oh, look, I don't think it'd be the first time ever. You know, we've we've copped this for how long have we been in the competition? Over 25 years. So it's um, we've always, as I said, copped the, the, you know, the short end of the stick. But um, as I said, I just think everyone needs to 
you know, show some faith. It's a really good side we've got out there. We're very mm. courageous. Our back three, our forward back is uh, unbelievable. Um, you know, our back three are, are doing some great things. Shawnee Johnson's playing some great football. It's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, when it clicks, we'll win. When, when we're a bit off, we'll, um, you know, we'll struggle. We may get it. You know, when you're a bit off, you, you want to get those wins, but uh, we're just not getting there at the moment. And last thing, uh, Camper, I just want to get your comment, uh, proud Queenslander, uh, the Dolphins. What a story they are this season, mate. They've just provided so much for NRL fans. Yeah, yeah but and you look at the Dolphins. You know, Wayne plays such a simple game and everyone knows their job. And, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're a bit in contrast with the Warriors. You know, they, they're, they're getting some luck and we aren't getting... But we're playing the same type of game. We're, you know, they're, they're not making mistakes they're working hard for each other in defense um which is something that you know have to take your head hat off to the um, coaching staff of the warriors our defense defensive efforts this year have been great and um you know and there's only been a try or or a goal um being the difference between the sides that we played so you know it's the and the dolphins aren't uh, that dissimilar i think um you know that everyone Obviously, you play. You want to play for the coach. I think that that's something that we have. They want to play for Webby. The Dolphins are playing for the coach. They're playing for themselves, and you know they're playing for the team. So, and we're exactly the same. They're just getting, you know, they're just getting a bit more luck than us. So, um, finally, Campo, obviously, you still have a, a a role of sorts with the Warriors. You mentioned you're at the captain's yeah. run. Um, can you tell yeah. me, like, you've been involved in rugby league a long time? Just the the energy and the feeling in the playing group that you witnessed in that captain's run. Oh, it's great. Look, I love being around, and it's something that uh, the coaching staff are welcoming uh, all the old boys back. Um, everyone's welcome um, to come and um, you know spend some time with the boys at any time. We um, both myself, Toops, um, and Toops. We you know, then we got invited back to lunch with the with the club at the at the uh, hotel that they were staying in. It's a great atmosphere, and um, you know there's great banter between the boys. We celebrated 100 games for Montoya, Montoya and um, look, yeah, it's just a, another special day of the Warriors. It's um, and you can tell everyone's happy, uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, it's a, just a great environment to be around. Just had a text in from a listener called Sean saying, how good is it here to Campo refer to the Warriors as us and we? <laughs> <laughs> always, always. I've got, I've got the softest spot for the Warriors, always have, and uh, had some great, um, a great time when I was there and great memories, and I made some lifelong friends. And uh, I love going back. I'm going, the, the club's flying me over for the Napier game, so I'm looking forward to that against the Broncos. and That'll be a terrific, um, terrific game away. Brilliant, Campo. Uh, always enjoy chatting to you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Good on you, staff. Champion, mate. Anytime. Champion, man. Kevin Campion there, just one of the greatest Warriors of all time. And it's just, um, it's heartening to hear that, that, that the lads aren't down, that he was in them, and they're, they're tight and they're connected. And it feels weird. Like, we've lost three in a row, but I still feel like we're winning we're winning in league life, if that makes sense. We're we're throwing the kitchen sink. We haven't got the plastic spine that we used to. That there's there's real heart and desire in this team, and the Warriors haven't. Uh, sorry, the the Warriors fans haven't shirked away from that as well. We're hundred percent behind them. Let's hope a really good good game, good performance, good win against the Bulldogs. 
Then we get a buy, and you just know in any sport you get a buy, you'll have a few days off. They'll come back, re-energise, split the season in half, and let's go again. And remember, we've got the um, origin break coming up as well, so we'll probably get a week off in there as well. So um, I just hope we can put all of this behind us. And as I say, I, no one through here has bagged referees individually. We've had a few texts in just saying, you know, the refs cop it. Um, no one's bagged them individually, but just... Um, it, it's, it's it's a conversation that needs to be had and I just hope there's open ears and shut mouths by certain parties while the discussion's being had and actually take it on board and I'd love there'll be someone out there that's put stats together etc etc of um, some of the inequalities that we feel but if, if there's anecdotal evidence and I think it was um, Dylan Walker got Sinbind, and then he ended up with a two and a half thousand dollar fine. But there was an exact same tackle, and um, we could go on and on and on. But the conversation's here, it's this week, and we will be monitoring it uh, right through. Uh, really looking forward to seeing Australia journalists and NRL um, reaction over the next few days. Lots of text messages, I do want to get to them. We'll take a break, I'll take a breath, and we'll come back with those. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, in the NBA, 22 seconds remaining. Uh, Phoenix Suns are up 125-20. They're in a timeout at the moment. Of course, Denver leads this 2-1 if Phoenix can hang on. Didn't take a rocket science to figure it out. It'll be 2-all, as is the Boston and Philadelphia series. That is 2-all. That rounded out earlier today. Right, lots of text messages. Lots of text messages. A very important one has come through from Mark, clearly playing golf, listening on his um, SENZ app. He shot 48 through 9 today. This was half an hour... No, it was 10 minutes ago. Uh, lowest nine I've ever hit by one shot. Righto, Mark? My advice? If you hit it in the rough, take your medicine. Don't go for the glory shot. Just go sideways, back in the fairway. Away you go. Away you go. Staffy, I was listening to the SEN weekend preview on Friday night that SEN over in Australia do. They were giving all their predictions for the weekend. When it came to discussing the Warriors match, they just said Penrith will win. Not much to discuss. They just dismiss the Warriors at will. So no surprises if they bag uh, the one NZ CEO tonight. Nothing will surprise me. That's from Neil. Um, From Sam, not our Sam, another Sam. Not sure if you saw it or not, but a few tackles before Ford went to the bin, Isaiah Yo hip dropped Sifakula, which wasn't called because he offloaded and Chan's Nicole Klukstar knocked on. It was far worse than Ford's tackle, but with no injury. It wasn't even a penalty. The hip drop is a mess. All we ask is for consistency, and nothing is ever consistent when the Warriors play. Good on Paris for taking a stand. Someone outside the club needed to needed to for it to be brought to light. Staff, what's the reaction in Aussie to Paris's comments? Kronk and Freddie have made comments this year. The Warriors have had bad calls against them. Tell Paris I'm swapping over to one New Zealand <laughs> can't wait for the Warriors getting ripped off by the NRL referees and bunker every week gets downplayed by the Aussie pundits and journos uh, when will they come oh they will come out and say every team gets bad calls uh, there's no way the referees are cheating the calls will go in swings and roundabouts the thing is they don't we've been shafted for years 
and it's taken a person with some significance to come out and say it before the media actually pick up on it. Hopefully the bosses will look at it genuinely. Thank you, Paddy. Um, here's an interesting one. I'm a former player for West Tigers, uh, for Wests and Balmain Tigers. Uh, some NRL clubs and managements and sponsors and owners and referees hate the Warriors. Some referees are members of some clubs. It's a dog-eat-dog, I'm afraid. Here's an interesting text. Uh, Staff, Buzz will rip into Paris because NRL 360 don't talk about the Warriors. You rewatch the last six shows, the Warriors are next to nil coverage. They only talk Warriors if there's controversies. There are many Aussies would rather have another Aussie team that don't want the Warriors in their competition. I actually messaged um, NRL 360 and it was on the Wednesday night NRL 360 and they were reviewing the Anzac Day games. And well, the round, and then they got to Anzac Day, and there was another game on uh, on Anzac Day, apart from Warriors Storm, Roosters Dragons. Roosters Dragons. They talked about that game for 20 minutes, did not mention one second of the Warriors Storm game. And I just tweeted them and I said, hey, NRL 360, uh, the Warriors played the Storm as well. That's all I see. Are you talking about, sorry, NRL 338? 360. No, no, 338. Oh. Yeah. Why 338? Well, they don't do the full 360, do they? <laughs> someone someone wrote that in one of the pages the other day. They're like, I was watching NRL 338 the other night, and everyone's like, what's NRL 338? And if you divide it by 17, it's, you get oh, 338. So we'll just start calling it that, Steph. Yeah, NRL 338. Uh, I loved how Laura McGoldrick teed off after Warriors game. And she's only been covering the Warriors since the start of this season. <laughs> Staffy, I've been supporting the Warriors since 2001. We've always had to be much better side to win a tight game. It's just a real pity as we're playing so well under Webster. Johnson is playing the best he's played since 2011, which is pumping up the boys to follow suit. Unfortunately, we've had some injuries that have put us back, but I believe we will make the eight. We've got an easier road home, so let's get on a massive unbeaten run. Up the Warriors, Brendan. Paramount Fencing. Cheers, Steph. Paramount, if you've got any fencing needs, get in touch with Brendan from Paramount Fencing. Just a very simple Google search. Oh, they do fences like no other. Paramount Fencing. Paramount, because they're paramount when it comes to fencing. Hey, guys, read the Warriors' ref issues. Oh, here's the one I was referring to. Uh, was it Cleary or Anderson who, before they coached over here, thought it was just whinging over bad calls? But once they started coaching here, whoever it was, they did say there might be something in it. While I wish the on-field decisions were better, the NRL can't defend the bunker as they have TV replays to view and yet still not cannot see what everyone else does. Plus, what adds to it? is the empty platitudes we got from the NRL during COVID. No extra home games, and now three games in 11 days. Dave from Taranaki. I agree. I do agree. Um, they just said they'll do something for the Warriors. Well, they do. They gave us the All-Star game in Rotorua, and a whole heap of the, <clears throat> excuse me, a whole heap of the stars pulled out. From Steve. Come on, Staffy. A day of whinging is getting to be a bit much. What happened to harden up and get on with it? I hope tomorrow we don't sound like a bunch of whinging poms and we start talking sport. Steve, we um, we pretty much on here hand the rudder over to the listeners. And what they want to talk about, so I just profited out at, at 12 o'clock. And I can say hand on heart, on any issue, I've, I've on this show in nearly two years, I've never had so many text messages and phone calls on it and I, I intentionally 
I will never bag a referee. I will criticise the decision, but not the person that made it. And I'm, I'm always reluctant to do that. But it's a niche that had to be scratched and had to be talked about it. And Jason Paris, he's brought it to the forefront. As I say, he won Twitter on the weekend. And it's created a discussion that we've all wanted to be had. Do I think we'll come out on the right side of it? Probably not. But I do take your point, Steve. I don't want to come out as whinging, etc. But I hope, along with me, you've seen the amount of input we have had, um, both from Jason Paris and Kevin Campion, but the listeners. The t- I'll never get through all the text messages today. I never will. I'll try, but I never will. Um, I'll keep going. Jerry, was Kevin Campion the toughest ever warrior? It'd be a great 32 playoff segment for you guys. Toughest sports people of all time. Forget the biscuits and lollies. Oh, oh, Sam. I don't know about forgetting the biscuits and lollies, though. Oh, they were huge. <laughs> I don't mind the top 32 <laughs> toughest players of all time. Um, rugby league or of any code? Let's just go any We've code. Of any code. Um, would you do a bracket? We are doing a bracket, actually. We'll do one very shortly. Just on the whinging thing as well from Steve, like... I understand where you're coming from because, you know, we tend to do that. Let's take the All Blacks, for example, because we can't accept that we've lost a game. And so we'll whinge about a referee, you know, and we'll say, oh, well, that pass wasn't forward and, you know, we should have beaten them because of this, this and this. We're not saying that at all here. Like, I'd even argue that we shouldn't have beaten Penrith, you know. like they, I don't think we... You know, we don't have enough attack in the final third. Um, And certainly, you know, against some of these other teams, like you look at it and go, oh, we could have beaten them, but we're not saying we would or should have if the calls had gone our way. So I don't think it's that sour grapes losing whinging. It's the it's this 28 years of whinging. Now, I used to actually very much be on the conspiracy side, staff for the NRL was conspiring not to. And I always say to you, conspiracy makes sense to me if it has a legitimate reason. I'll never understand flat earth. What reason do we have to lie about whether the earth's flat or round? There is no reason to do that whatsoever, Right. Is there a reason for the NRL to not have the Warriors win a competition? Well, 100% there is. It's an Australian competition. They want the Australian teams to be doing well. They want, and even to an extent, probably want bigger, it's like the NBA conspiracy, they want bigger market teams to do well. Mm. They want the Brisbane markets to do well, right? They don't really care about Melbourne because, you know, it's Melbourne, then AFL, Matt, even though the Storm are very good. So, you know, I, I used to be a big sort of fan of that theory back in the day, Steph. I've sort of... Um, softened a little bit but you just can't deny and Campo you know there's a player who told a story about begging a referee to give him a fair game I mean it's all well and good the fans thinking it but do the players think it when you hear that from Campo and you hear Josh Curran say why is it always us why is it us you can't help but feel for the players in all of this forget you know all the fans getting upset because that happens all the time but the players are getting upset and you know we see it black and white I keep well, banging on the, about the, the Tohu Harris one. That yeah. was so black and, and white. And the bunker, you mentioned the bunker was, was brought in to remove these howling decisions. The bunker was also brought in to be away from the ground. I said this before, to be out of the emotion and having the fans dictate, because that happens with a referee. The fans blow up, the referee will make a call. That is a natural human instinct. When everyone's saying, forward, bars, forward, at the same time, and it's loud, you go, okay, it was forward, and you call it. The bunker was brought in to negate the at the ground emotion and feeling as well as being this basic centre base doesn't matter where the games are played it all comes back to this one position so there's a person sitting in that bunker watching in slow-mo with no emotion no, no crowd, crowd around noise. them nothing they like that watch the game they see silence. a head they see an arm to the face of a player how can they not call that 
it baffles me, Steph. It absolutely baffles me that they don't get those calls right. And then, the, you know, the Aussies don't help themselves with, like you mentioned, the shows and the journos and all these people who refuse to almost cover off the Warriors. It becomes obvious at times that they just don't care. It's, it's just so The annoying. NRL don't care about international rugby league. I mean, that should show you a sign as well. They don't want international test matches halfway through the season when Origin's on. They don't want New Zealand. They want the Kiwis v. Samoa or the Kiwis v. Tonga. They couldn't care less about it. Mm. And Andrew Abdo comes out and, and purports all these lines that they do care about growing the game. Well, you also came on our commentary in the last game last year at Mount Smart and said, oh, we're going to do everything we can to repay the Warriors. What have you done? What have you done to repay the Warriors for, and even though the Aussies won't admit this, keeping your competition alive? Because a lot of people over there say, oh, well, the Warriors, if they didn't play, it doesn't matter. We would have just played a 15-team comp. Well, not only do you lose a lot of sponsorship and broadcast money from the New Zealand team, you then have an extra round of buys, which then elongates the season in one way, and it just stuffs up the whole schedule. So, yes, we did actually help keep the competition alive and help Mm. keep the competition going. Mm. So, 0800. (laughs) 0800, that's the number Grant Nisbet's about to call. Uh, He'll be here after the news. Thank goodness we won't have to listen to Enrico Iglesias for another year at least. (laughs) Happy birthday. Feliz Navidad for Christmas as well. Uh, Join us now. Boy, it's been a rugby league packed show. Um, But we're going to switch. Staying overboard, we're going 15 aside now. Nisbo from Sky Sport joins us. Nisbo, welcome. G'day, Steph. Well, Fiji and Drua, I want to talk about them. What a game, what a performance, what a crowd, what an everything over there in Suva this weekend. Yeah, fantastic, wasn't it? It was really great to watch, and uh, even I think Hurricane supporters probably would have to concede they were second best on the day. But there is something about playing in Fiji. Um, I know that. I've done it myself, Staff, many moons ago. But, you know, it's uh, it's a combination of, uh, you know, the heat and uh, the crowd, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, well, it's found out the Hurricanes. It's found out uh, the Crusaders so far this year, and... I'm not sure how many other home games they've got, but whoever is going up there is certainly going to know they've been to the races. The the big thing for um, McBurn, who we both know, great man, is he needs that performance to go on the road. And I looked at their draw, Nisbo. Uh, this week they've got the Force away. Then they've got the Waratahs away, home to Moana Pacifica, and then home to the Reds. They can win all those. Yeah, they can. Yes, they can. There's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't play well away from home. In fact, they've put together some pretty useful performances away from home without really winning, but there's no reason why. I mean, they've got the personnel there, that is for sure, and they certainly showed that on Saturday. There weren't too many weaknesses. Uh, I think there was always a feeling that they'd score a lot of tries, but how would the defence hold up? Well, i tell you what, it held up exceedingly well at the weekend, and you did right. I mean, the potential is there to win the remaining games. And if they do that, they'll elevate, uh, elevate themselves well up the ladder. Mm. Yeah, they're eighth at the moment without that semi-soft run on the way in. I wanted to chat to you about the, the Highlanders. Now, they hosted the Chiefs um, at their fantastic stadium. These great rugby people down at Dunedin. You and I both got a soft spot for the Highlanders, but they are in a world of hurt at the moment. 
Yeah, well, it all started with the injury issues, um, and, and, and it continues, really. I mean, you only had to see them on, on Saturday, and they were walking wounded once again. And they simply don't have the depth of the other squads. Um, and that's historic in many ways. Uh, you know, they've always been regarded, I think, as kind of the poor relations. And there's no reason why they should be. They don't have the same catchment area as, as some of the other uh, franchises. So they find it very difficult. And a lot of their players, of course, well, not a lot, but a number of their players are imported. And um, I feel damn sorry for them because, um, you know, the coaching staff's doing a great job down there, but uh, they just haven't been able to catch a break. And it just shows you how remarkable it is that back in 2014, they were actually able to win the championship. And there's Mm. no reason why it couldn't happen again, but it all comes down down to the depth in the squad. You, You really need to be able to cover the injuries, and the injuries are going to come, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and we've seen it with the other franchises this year, but they've had the depth to be able to get through, whereas the Highlanders, who were hit hard early, just haven't really been able to recover. Yeah, I listened on the show yesterday. We got a show, The Rugby Run, with Marshy and Co., and there was the suggestion with the introduction of Moana Pacifica, it's diluted New Zealand stocks a little bit. Now, I'm not saying Moana Pacifica shouldn't have been added. I 100% support that. But there's now six teams based in New Zealand. A lot of players younger and younger are heading offshore, which is their choice as well. Um, you'd imagine if there was no such thing as Moana Pacifica, and again, I love them, I want them to stay in, six or seven of those players could have found their way into the Highlanders' stronger team. Yeah, look, that's true. It, it, you know, it's hypothetical, I guess, and they could have gone to other franchises as well. But I think we've got the right, uh, I think we've got the right balance, and we just have to back the fact that we've got a heck of a lot of good rugby players in this country. And, you know, from time to time you see blokes making debuts and you think, where was that guy? And have a look at Daniel Rona um, from the Chiefs. Mm. I mean, he was languishing away, uh, probably didn't expect to be playing super rugby and played a, a season in Taranaki and played pretty well. But here he is. He's, he's becoming a bit of a star, really, of the midfield for the Chiefs. So they're out there, staff. They've <laughs> just got to be identified. And, um, you know, I think I think uh, on the off-season, the Highlanders have, have got to really look hard. Uh, the Chiefs, they've been phenomenal this year. Um, haven't had a loss. They're on an absolute tear, putting 50 points on on Friday night. Are they forcing all-black coach Ian Foster to make someone comfortable because we know how steady and staid they are? And I'm talking about uh, Sean Stevenson, Amoni Narawa, Damian McKenzie. They're forcing their hands really hard. Oh, are they ever? Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and it's a good position to be in. I know we say that all the time. It's a great position to be in. And, you know, players do look better when their team is winning. There's no doubt about that. And if you go back and look at all black teams of the past uh, and then you trace it back um, maybe to who won the national championship or who's holding the Ranfilly Shield, these guys uh, put themselves on the big stage and, uh, and, and make themselves um, more visible, if you like. And certainly the guys that you mentioned, I mean, McKenzie's probably going to be there anyway, but, you know, Stevenson, who flirted with rugby league in the off-season because he, I think, felt that he wasn't getting a decent go in rugby union, has now really put himself in the mix. And Imoni Narawa has always been a good player, no doubt about it. Perhaps didn't get the opportunities he deserved at the Blues, 
and uh, he's uh, he's grown another leg at the Chiefs this year, and he's uh, a fantastic finisher. There's no doubt about that. And I know talking to Jeff Wilson at the weekend, I was working with Jeff in Dunedin, and he said, I'd stick him in straight away. He's that wow. good. So, um, you know, and, and and you've got to listen to people like Jeff Wilson because uh, he's been there, done that. But you're right. I mean, they are playing well, and uh, and you are looking at them and thinking, I think these guys could make the next step. Mm. And finally, Nisbo, we saw an amazing game, what was it, a couple of weeks ago when the Chiefs hosted the Crusaders. Now the Crusaders host the Blues. Another unreal marquee matchup we've got to look forward to this weekend. Yep, absolutely. It should be a beauty for sure. Um, I mean, the Blues would have been very disappointed with their showing the other night. And uh, and once again, it shows that, um, you know, if you don't put your best players on the park, you are asking for trouble, and the Crusaders found that out in Fiji, didn't they? But, um, no, this will be one hell of a contest. They all are, the New Zealand derbies. Even that game, which appeared to be one-sided the other night down in Dunedin, it still saw the Highlanders score four, I think, um, four tries and uh, against the Chiefs team that have been unbeaten this year. So you just throw those New Zealand teams in together, and it's going to be fantastic. I mean, on the on the basis of what we've been seeing in recent times, you'd have to say, at home, the Crusaders would probably prevail. Um, they did go to Eden Park earlier in the season and win. Um, so I'd be very surprised if they didn't win again. But it will be a game of, you know, it'll, it should be a fantastic game. One fifty, two fifty. And I both feel like I'm sitting next to you at 106 Jackson Street again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to hear from you, mate. Cheers, Nisbo. Go well. There he is, the voice of Sky Rugby, Grant Nisbet. Always appreciate his time. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, who knows what's next. Uh, Welcome back in. We're coming up to three o'clock. uh, I'm going to try and get through your text messages. The issue of unfairness in the NRL is unconscious bias. They exhibit it very clearly. I've been saying it for years. I'm at the point now I just accept it. We need to be 13 plus better each week to guarantee a win. That's from Dale. That's what I said. It's like they start with a minus. Uh, staff, bring Henry Piranara, mate. <laughs> he did coach, didn't he? But he he stepped aside. I think he was, I think he was TMO. Before the bunker, I think he stepped away from the playing field. Um, I think I'm right in saying that. Um, someone's got a prediction for NRL uh, 338. Uh, Buzz will have some sympathy. Kent will say we're a bunch of moaners. Trent will be on the fence. And then I forget his name. It must be Braith. Um, he'll provide some good input. There's a prediction. He's read the tea leaves. Um, staff, great show, but Phil Gould... Gallon and Matty Johns give the Warriors massive praise. And on numerous occasions, the Warriors actually have more support over there than we realise. Cheers, Jace. Thanks, Jace. Yeah, I know the Warriors do have support over there, but um, looking forward to this week. Uh, Dean has texted in. This is, we've just been talking rugby. This is his quarterfinal World Cup team. Starting team, front row. De Groot, Lomax, Tokiaho. Retallick and Whitelock, Kane, Captain, Blackadder, and Jacobson for the first 30 minutes, then bring Artie on when legs are shot. Oh, tactical as well. Weber, McKenzie, Fayanuku, Havili, Enor, Stevenson, Jordan. Wow. 
Reserves, Timothy Williams, Cody Taylor, Ross, Ross Barrett. Must be Scott Barrett, typo, that's good. Scott Barrett, um, Va'i, Sevilla, Smith and Geordie Barrett. That's my quarterfinal team. I don't think I don't think they'll start with Artie on the bench, but I do see what you say. Be interesting to see he would go. Ten minutes to go in the first half, he would go. But I just think with the uh, advent of injuries, I don't think they would risk um, using one of their replacements in the first half, planned or not, because they can't come back on. Um, I can't see Braden Enor getting a start. I think he's a good player. But he's a guy, like he's got pace, he's got size. Um, how do I describe Braden Enor to me? I feel like he's got hard hands. Does that make sense? Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys that never fulfilled his potential. I see him a bit like Isaiah Toyava back in the day. Like they just said on the training paddock, he was a freak. Um, never really put together a strung together performances in the black jersey. I'd like to see Enor have a decent crack because I think he's really ta- really talented. Um, Staffy, I'll be in Christchurch and so will Tuapalotu, Satutu, Talia, Bowden and about another four that weren't in the 23 against Moana. I think Perifeta, Laulala are a big chance too. We'll see. Yeah, look forward to that. I do look forward to that. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Two and a half minutes away from the news. Dino, Dunedin, greetings. Yes, Steph, I'll carry on with where I was got to this morning before we had to leave because I was on the wrong sort of channel with League and that. But that Blues performance and, and the Pacifica, mate, it was it was appalling. They're professional athletes, and it's what I've said all along that worried me with all these Aucklanders getting put in the all-black side by Grant Fox when the Crusaders absolutely belted them before Ireland last year. That performance is always on the cards of happening with them. Now, I think they, they'll probably get fourth. It'll be between them and the Hurricanes for fourth. But that's when it'll end for them. Yeah, they've disappointed it on the big stage, haven't they? They've never, they've never really... I don't get how they got 14 All Blacks. Mate. I just don't get it. And Kerwin still goes. There's only one. Like, it's insane. If he thinks that they're better than what the Chiefs are playing, and I'm sick of it. Like, that, that, why do we have these tournaments if it doesn't get you a black jersey? It's a waste of time. No one's going to watch, so they're basically all trolls. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah it, it's a huge litmus test for them this weekend against the Crusaders, isn't it? Well, no, if not, I'll get belted. They know they're going to get belted. Just listen to them after the match thing. They they just say it's hard going down. It's a bit of grub. Just play rugby like you're supposed to be all black. And it's, it's really that hard. But they know up front they'll just get found wanting. And you can have a million dollar backline like the Hurricanes have had for 100 years. Or the full pack that's only worth a dollar fifty. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, you've got some great phrases. I do enjoy it, Dean. I do enjoy it. So fourth for the Blues. That's their lot. And then done. They shouldn't even get bought, but they possibly will. Like, they haven't got an easy run out. And then they've got the Hurricanes, the Crusaders, and the Chiefs. Mm. So, good luck with that. All right, Dino, thanks for calling back, buddy. Um, we're coming up to the news at 3 o'clock. Uh, still more text messages. Um, Ken th- seems to think that team that Dean named will be the team that plays Japan. 
we will sit back and we will wait and see. Three o'clock news with Johnny Mac. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. So what you're telling me, Sam, is Enrique only had two hits. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three hits. Uh, text in here from Mike saying, hey, Steph, four months to the day till the Rugby World Cup kicks off with us playing France. Does anyone know if what the rest of the tournament looks like should we lose that game, which we are favourite to do so? Do we get an easier draw even though anything can happen on the day of knockout footy? And the draw needs to be made as late as possible to ensure the tournament has the right balance of seeded teams on both sides. This tournament is a little top-heavy. Cheers, Mike from Wellington. Yep, Mike, I'm with you. They did the draw far too early. But this is how it stands, right? <clears throat> so our, our group, we're Group A, 